Hello and welcome to Ignore the Noise and Move Forward by Anne Emanuel. For years I found myself rereading my life stories and only recently realized how my life experiences and the people I've met along the way changed my life. All of my stories are short, and at the end of every blog story, I give you ideas on how you can begin writing your life stories. If you be for us, it would be tough to write about anything other than 911. While it is always in our hearts and minds, it's especially hard during this time period. Some events that happen in our lives take years to remember details because we're so traumatized, or, in this case, terrorized, or both. We all know where we were the morning of September 11, 2001. We've all seen images and videos and on and on. We've met people who lost family members. We met people in the cleanup whose lives and health were damaged or ended because of the cleanup. The only way to get through these weeks is to reflect on the lives lost, the lives left, and what life became because of the experience. Who was moved to make change or make a difference? We all remember how we looked at each other in the eyes the day after. Most of us valued life more than the day before. How to give love, how to give a smile, how to have compassion in our hearts, how to value our freedoms, and how to be thankful for each other. I took a trip several weeks after 911. Francesca and I went to Florida. Unfortunately, I didn't make my flight arrangements early enough, so we ended up in the back of the plane. The one thing that stuck out was how huge the men on the plane were. And I'm mostly Irish, so it's usually in preparation for a fight when I'm sizing something up. That's a joke. But I remember looking down the aisle and thinking, these guys have it handled. New York City. In May of 2015, I had a trip to New York with a group of UK contractors and their spouses. We went on a dinner cruise and at one point, the boat was by the Statue of Liberty and turned so everyone could take pictures of the New York City tribute and lights. One guy turned to me and choked up said, on September 11th, when America was attacked, we felt like we were attacked. That still brings tears to my eyes, especially when you remember we were cousins and enemies, not much more than 200 years earlier. What he meant was that he recognized their way of life and freedoms were also being threatened, and they were terrorized. Is being a survivor in our DNA? Why do some people see danger and others not? Why do some believe what they're told? Why do others not question what they're hearing? And how can people be so educated and yet be such followers? Since my family came to this country more than 100 years before it became a country, my families on both sides fought each other, the North and the South. Family members arrived in the Northeast from England before 1650, possibly even a hundred years before that, and to Virginia around the same time. The most recent, the Irish came to escape the potato famine and the British in the mid 1800s. I could be a daughter of the revolution and a united daughter of the Confederacy. I was raised in a religion that many people hated because we were not Christians. That lack of education about religion still exists today. Yes, there are all kinds of problems in organized religion. Why? Humans run them, and humans are flawed. Does that make the belief or the doctrine flawed? For Christians, we argue doctrine. Which church is a true church? 
who does communion correctly, baptism and on and on, what we forget is that there is one true common denominator, the Son of God, that guy by the name of Jesus the Christ. I often think, if he be for us, then he not be against us. That's a reference from Mark chapter 9, verse 38. If we as Christians appreciate each other's religious differences and move forward with the actual message, what a difference we could make. But instead, we take up precious time arguing doctrine and or processes. Now add to that our Jewish friends. Christians have so much in common with Jews, and Jews have so much in common with Islam. So what's the problem? Control? Indoctrination? And meanwhile, the poor Sikhs get pounded on because of misinformation and ignorance. When I hear someone talking badly about a specific religion, I ask myself, are they cutting off heads? I always think to myself, if he be for us, then he not be against us. Who is for us and who is against us? Can you identify the enemy or are you repeating what you hear without questioning trusted informers? Ask questions. See how long you're allowed to ask questions before being told you're not teachable. If you genuinely do not know the answer, search for the Andy and I talk about how our society got to where it is today. I have the utmost respect for his knowledge in history, military history, government, how it works or should work. What is different about people today? Why does there seem to be less discernment? Was it when we decided life had no real value? Why is there such an increase in suicide and mental health? What changed over the last 50 or 60 years? Did we have it too good? Take a look at what life looked like in 1900. Fast forward 50 or 60 years. What changed? I know people who are too smart to ever believe in a higher power. Their education in science has proven to them that there is no God. So this whole Jesus thing is a bunch of baloney. The followers of Christ or our friends, the Jewish believers, have great faith in God. They too are thought to be misguided by this God Christians and Jews believe is real. Last night at a retired military officer's dinner, a chaplain stood up to say a few words before blessing the meal. He said he went to Shanksville and gave what I will call his testimony and experience during his visit in Shanksville. He said he read one of Todd Beamer's wife, Lisa Beamer's books. Those on Flight 93 recited the Lord's Prayer and Psalms 23. The chaplain then talked about the words in Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. When we no longer believe in God, when we no longer value life, when we would rather cop out, stay high, instead of fight the fight, when our children ask, why is that man hanging on the wall? Or they see an angel and ask, 
What is that with wings? Or they see a movie or photo with a tattooed number on an arm and have no clue the reason for the tattoo. Or be oblivious to why the government would want to disarm their people while being surrounded by their own protection. But what if the children are not taught about history? How would they recognize the enemy? Last night I sat next to a woman with a beautiful accent. I asked her where she was from. She said, Austria. We talked about things happening around us and she reminded those at the table that they were moving in the same direction as when Hitler was in charge. Would you discount what she's saying? She was there and she lived it. Have you? Some people have discernment because it's a gift. Others see danger because they've been tuned up more than a few times, meaning getting your arse kicked a few times will keep you alert. Finally, some people know history and recognize patterns. Now I'm questioning if some people are doomed simply because their DNA is not that of a survivor. How do you exterminate six million plus people? Little by little, take away their rights to food, jobs, health, travel, protection. Take away their power. Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Doesn't happen overnight, happens little by little. It's happening right now and world leaders are turning their heads. Dispensable people are being annihilated and no one cares. If you find yourself turning your head now, you can understand why so many knew of the atrocities against Jews and did nothing about it. Life takes a fighter or you become a follower. The purpose of my stories is to encourage you to write about your life and you'll be amazed at your personal growth. You know how when you're talking with someone and they're telling you their experience and while they're telling you their life experience, a thought comes into your mind, you can relate, you have a story to share too. Begin at that point and start writing. Thank you for listening to Anne Emanuel. Ignore the noise and move forward. If you enjoyed my story, check out annemanuel.com. Download the writing tips and or sign up for new stories. Feel free to comment on this podcast. You can also follow or connect on social media. Thank you.